What's going on, people? We are back at it again with the High Butt Tenders Podcast. It is me, Jarrell, and you know I got my road dog, my partner in crime, Rocky. What's the deal? I missed you, man. Man, it's been too long. I'm going to be real it's honest with you. It's been too long, Rocky. Yeah, you it too. was like, you know, separation anxiety yeah. for a minute there. Um, I just wanted to tell you that I missed you, my guy, and tell you, man, uh, Vegas got some interesting shit happening in the cannabis yeah. industry. Yeah. Woo! Yes. Man, yes. we have a lot of things to talk about, and the person I would love more than anything else to talk about this with is Hadina Police. Woo! Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hadina, welcome. It's good to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Um, you know, people say there's always first time for everything. And this is my first podcast in the USA, so I'm very excited. I'm super honored to be here, so thank you for having me. You said your first podcast in the USA. So you have a, you've been to other podcasts where? Uh, in Malaysia, with like Malaysian um, Hem Research Institute, when they came to me for advice and like wanting to get to know about my career in cannabis industry, because in Malaysia, what I do essentially, I'm a criminal. Um, it's crime by death penalty in Malaysia. Well, yes, anything related to cannabis, even CBD, you will go to jail for it. So to them, it is insane. The idea of building a career and then going this far, um, that was my first podcast. And then I think I did open like a lot of people's mind, like how all of us, like many of us rely on cannabis for, you know, to make a living in the USA. It's not just being a patient or, you know, uh, being a rack user, but yeah, livelihood. And I told them, and then if they can open the mind more, um, they can also do the same making more money for the country, for example. So, yeah, that was my first. And then I actually pin it on the wall of my Instagram because I want people to listen to it and give, like, people hope that, you know, um, cannabis actually really is helping people in so many ways. And, yes, and I'm sure it touched a lot of people. Did a lot of people listen to that? Did a lot of people view listen to that podcast? Yes, yes. Um, that kind of, like, opens the... Um, like, how do I say this? Oh, wow, we want to hear more. This, this is interesting. Right. And, um, I think some months later, I got called to do, uh, to give a talk to, um, college kids. Oh, wow. Uh, yes, it's very, it's very yeah. interesting because I was, and then my dad is like, I remember him saying, I'm so very proud of you. And then I did not know in the beginning when you say you work in the cannabis industry, all I can think about is you getting high. I'm like, <laughs> no, dad. But I said, what I do, I take it seriously, you know? <laughs> and the college is like my sister, this is my sister's, um, 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 she went to school there and then she, she also told me that's, that's just amazing. I'm so proud because it's like one of those major, um, college in, uh, colleges in Malaysia. And when they call me, they said, we would love for you to give us, um, give a talk on like how cannabis is impacting lives of people in the, um, in the USA, in your state, in Nevada. And then, um, talking about like statistic and, and you know, numbers basically yeah. is that, um, it's, I think it's, uh, what's the name of the faculty? It's the mathematics uh, faculty. So I love numbers. Yeah. And when they ask me that, heck yeah, I'm going to do yeah. this. This is 
facts right here. And my dad was present during the talk. It was via Zoom. I think I remember there were like 70 people in the room. I was so happy. And then after that, the feedback was like, hey, more people um, higher up wants to, you know, um, want to hear uh, what you have to say about, you know, um, the potential. I'm like, please sign me up. I would make time for you. And it started just from and that one podcast. Yes. Was that was that um uh like specific cannabis podcast or they just brought you on to talk about cannabis? Uh, it's 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 like I think in the beginning they just were kind of like talking about hemp because mm. right. that's a, kind of a safe, safer, safe, safe, yeah. safer. That's what I was gonna say. Like, was it a risk <laughs> to even talk yeah. about it? Yeah. So, so I so like I believe the back conversation. This happened in twenty twenty one. The when we were discussing, they were trying to venture out. Like, Outside, outside, just talking about hemp because people actually want to talk about cannabis, THC, um, what people do in the industry, like how do you grow and yeah. stuff like that. And at that time, I was working at this uh, corporate cannabis company, and um, it was very interesting. But after that, I I got exposure. It actually came from um, in twenty twenty, my first year, my, my first year anniversary of working in the industry. I became like I feel like. I have the, the strength to share about my career because I know I will get ostracized. I will get condemned by my people. Mm. So I went to Facebook and started typing. It's like talking about metric, talking about like how we have to apply for Asian card, you know, mm. all this ridiculous <laughs> stuff that we have to go through to, yes. in order to work in the industry. Yes. And people were like, that, that, that post on Facebook, I got contacted by medias and, um, in three countries. Wow. I ended up sitting on um, a conference uh, between Malaysia, Singapore, Indonesia, and Thailand, uh, talking about <laughs> yes, legalization. Talking, yeah, and because of that, because they they look at me as like now I would say half the people look at me as as someone successful because of cannabis and then in Korea. And then, yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was if. It, that post was shared but twenty point three twenty thousand three hundred times wow. and um got to news outlet in Malaysia. I got interviewed a couple of times and then people get more brave to talk about, you know, um cannabis. And um in the beginning my parents actually they they didn't talk to me. They weren't talking to me for a while because they were not approving of my you know, what I do mm-hmm. in the industry. And people call, I call names, and then my dad is a teacher, so kids talk in school, like, isn't that your daughter? Oh, but some course. years later, now it's shame. Yes, Can it, it's a shame. <laughs> yes, actually, you know, Can you tell me more about that? <laughs> a, absolutely, and then my dad would, like, start liking my posts on Facebook, and I'm like, thank you for supporting <laughs> yes. me. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. And so. it's, it's, to me, it's major, and um, I have... People higher ups, um, you know, reach out to me asking, would I be willing to come back to Malaysia and help them? Yes. And I, my answer is always the same. I feel like I need, I have more to, to learn here. Yeah. I am still learning. It's my right. fifth year in the industry. And I told them um, I could use some more um, experience. Yeah. And because of that, I joined as, gym, uh, you know, born as Chamber Cannabis because yeah. I want more of that. So I can go and talk in front of these lawmakers over there. And then something that I have to bear in mind over here has been going on for decades. Right. Over there, it's not even started mm-hmm. yet. Right. Does it's it scare kind of- you? Like, does it scare you to, like, do these interviews? Because for me, if I knew that this was penalty by death, 
I might be more prone to be like, hey, I'm not mm-hmm. going to Malaysia, but I'll meet you halfway somewhere, <laughs> Florida. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know what? And I told him this thing. Yes, I'm looked at that that way, but that's the law in that country. I live in the USA. I am a legal resident here. I make a living. I pay tax here, so I Malaysia does not have any right to apprehend me, even when I set foot in Malaysia, because nice. my job is here. I pay tax here. Right. Um, that's always my reason, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, that's a le- legitimate reason." Yes. You know, why would you want to apprehend someone? But yeah, when I first talk about my stuff on Facebook, um, people were like, "Aren't you scared when you?" At the airport, people are just gonna you're going to jail because we know you, you you work in the cannabis industry and it's not supposed to do that. Um, on my post, you can find it on my Facebook, which is hilarious to me. And I always like come back with the same thing. Stack. Yeah, <laughs> my dad would like like that and like heck yeah, that's a good that's a good payback. Good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Him being a teacher, you know, I I I grew up in a very conservative household. Um, I grew up Muslim, so this thing is, is essentially like like it's a taboo to mm-hmm. talk about. Is it even taboo to be around? Yeah. But for them to accept like what I do, I feel I've I don't need anything else, and I don't need any other validation. I am so yeah, happy with that. Right. Yes, so, yeah, you know, blessing from your parents yes. it makes you feel good, right? Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. she doesn't even know. If she probably went back to Malaysia right now, there'd be people at the airport. Like, ah, Waiting for to come through signs. <laughs> So my sister said something like that. I was like, you know, um, pe- people know you more here. And we almost look alike. So every time she walks around in the city, people would like go to her. Hey, is that Hadina? <laughs> no, that's my sister. But she lives back in the USA. They hit up your sister. Hey, what so, are we yeah. I mean, maybe that was the kind of the thing, the turning point yeah. for him. To be like, you know what? Okay, I see where you're going with this. This yeah. actually could be... Because... He saw that there was a certain amount of people that are very, very intelligent, because you did say your dad is a teacher, right? Yes. So he's probably seeing these people are definitely intelligent, having very definitely intelligent conversations about cannabis. And at some point, you got to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. That's, yeah. that's really dope. So tell the people, like, um, what you got going on in, in, in Vegas, Nevada, and not everywhere out here. Oh, um, the story is out. I just formed my own um, company. It's like one person, one woman show right now. Um, and I call it Hey Bad. It's, it's, it's like in a whim. I'm like, I, I got to go do something. So when on, I say, got to tell Shay louder because that's something to be proud of. Hey Bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it was like, it's, it's kind of like start from a humble beginning. When I got let go by that corporate cannabis company, I was so crushed. Just, just imagine feeling like, oh, I'm finally making it. Like, it's big. This is major, you know, working for MSO, stuff like that. And then, and then suddenly you lost that and you lost comfort. You lost your health insurance. That was like one of the, you know, one of the things that got me signed up for, I will do compliance for you guys. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like right now differently about corporate cannabis. But anyway, when I got let go of March, in March of last year, um, I remember crying for like about 30 minutes and before I feel like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to get back up and just start thinking about something. I went online and trying to search for like, how do you form a company here in, in Nevada? Mm-hmm. I have to find a freaking agent and stuff like that. And I, I honestly, at, at a time, my money only went to rent and I have nothing else. Mm-hmm. I really had nothing. Right. And uh, what I did to get Hayback going, I went to do Uber Eats. For <laughs> You're telling me that. 
I just I blows did. my mind. Now listen, work <laughs> ethic moment. Hashtag work ethic moment. Go ahead. Yes, you got to hustle. Yes. You know, to make it. And then finally, I got some uh, enough to just like, I'm going to use this money to go do this this thing. Uh. And when it, June, I think I remember June, I started doing over East because I feel like um, that's when my friend at Evo reached me out, reached out to me saying, would you like to do compliance for us? Couldn't think of anyone else to do it for us because <laughs> right. you know we we had history working together and we love each other. And um, I said, yeah, sure, my company needs a client. <laughs> <laughs> and then we sat down and signed my first contract, like 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 you know doing consulting and my first client ever. And I remember I yeah. talk about it again with yes. people in Malaysia because they love the progress that mm-hmm. I made. I went from making 11 an hour to right now living so comfortable. I feel like I want to bless everyone with like, <laughs> a, like giving, yes. sharing mm-hmm. with That's what important. I've been blessed. Now, wait a minute, guys. When she started this story, this is how much I've been paying attention to you. I love having <laughs> you on the show. When she started, she went a year out. She said, yeah, I've been, I had already been in the cannabis industry for a year. So before this, I've been, I want to start, I want this, the start. The very start. Um, actually, in 2016, I was part of the movement to get a, a recreational cannabis legalized in, in, in Nevada. I was volunteering for the, the party and um, actually, asked, instead of asking people to, to vote for this particular person, I asked them, please register to vote so you can vote for weed that's all i'm asking for you and i was sitting in the sand for three months literally three months leading to election day i was like oh my gosh i really hope weed win and when it happens i remember i crying more i was crying more about that but i wasn't thinking like i could get deported because because of my status at the time but I win. We won big. And then cannabis won. And I was so happy. I, I just forgot about like the, how hard it was to convince people. Like some people just say, no, what's good? What, what good is going to do to us if, if we, we vote? I'm like, first of all, you need to exercise your rights as, as a citizen. Mm-hmm. That's how you change to, you want to make that government where you want to live in. But besides the point, that's when I started. Uh, but I didn't start use until 2018. After my divorce, I moved back to Malaysia, work on my book, and then um, almost got married again. And then that <laughs> dude left me four days before the wedding, which Jesus is what? Which is, yes, Jesus this is like a trailer. Oh my god! I know. I've I've gone through a lot in like the past ten years. I could actually like make a movie about it. But anyway. Um, four days before the wedding, I was so, I was so crushed. I remember it was so heartbreaking and I went to, I actually go to mental hospital and I needed, you know, help. And, um, and then three months later I said, you know what? I'm going to go back to the USA. Yeah. <laughs> and right. I did. And I happened to meet someone who, who was, uh, who is a CPA for the first com- cannabis company ever, uh, like in, in the, that I know, and then he happens to, to just ask, been asking around, like, do you want to work at a cultivation facility? Like, I'm not asking him, like, what, what cultivation? Oh, it's weed. I'm like, yeah, sure. And then do what? And I don't know, you should just go there and then interview. So I went, and that was, um, that was in April 2019. And, um, I went there. So it's like starting to, like, you know, 
coming together yes. my my Nevada cannabis like how I get very into yeah. it yep that's how I grew and then when I got there it was kind of a funny situation because I don't look like anyone like in the mm-hmm. building you know right. and then from Malaysia and I like what experience do you have I I don't uh, I came here because of a heartbreak and I now want to start a new life I literally you did not say that yeah I literally flew back here. Tell me this girl going to end up being my hero at the end of this. Already. <laughs> <Go ahead>. Already. <laughs> it's good. I had $1,000 and I put $700 for flight ticket to go back to the USA, leaving me with literally just $300 to survive for until I, I find a job. Wow. I was... I was jobless, and I, I I tried so many ways. I did stuff on Craigslist, list of like in exchange for um rent, for half of the rent, and I was just crying every day, thinking about this is so hard. Um, how and if if, if I was thinking also, I was still angry at that person because we move we 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 move into like a house together we we got like a lot of things like in line you know bought cars and then just and then suddenly that dream came crushing and um i just lost myself but but coming to the usa i was so determined to change my life like i i got to be something and someone you know um and also my in at the back of my mind i don't want to depend on men anymore cuz i keep I keep <laughs> I keep being hurt by these mm-hmm. people, right. and um. But yeah, when I got hired by that company, the first one ever, I'm so thankful to that friend. Um, I got hired at eleven an hour, and I'm like, um, sure, I take it. Like, well, what are the options yeah. I have here? Right. I need to pay rent. Right. I, I need to. I need to pay rent. Yes. And for the first, I remember the first, at least for the first year and eight months, I went to work on the bus every day mm. not failing to show up show up on time even though I have to get on the bus like two hours in only because heat. I like wow. in the heat I waited for like yeah and I got, I really got like severely sunburned because most of the stops they don't have um shades mm-hmm. no they don't they don't and I'm like I I just remember feeling like grateful okay I have a job now what do I work on next it's okay. I have a bus, and I joke. I used to joke around people at, at, at work. You know, I, you know what? I have a driver, guys. Like every day. <laughs> what? That's so nice. Yeah, because I take the bus. Because that's why I have a driver. And they were like, "Oh my gosh, Hadina," and I'm like, "Yeah." And then every every day after I get off work, sit at the top of the bus, the deuce bus, and I would think about like, um, how do I advance in this? Because I was doing admin stuff at the time, and I was like peeking through my 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 colleagues' um, desk. And they're doing metric. It was interesting. I I, I kind of love that. You know, can, can you that. just show me around? Like, yeah. because I don't want to stick to just one position with eleven an hour doing admin stuff. And I want. I just am very naturally curious person, and um, I do want to you know learn more at a time. So. She was being so graceful. She was like, here, I'm going to teach you some. And I got reunited again with her um, yesterday at Metric Conference, which is which is like, oh, he's come full circle. We both go so much in this industry. But anyway, I owe it to her and then another friend um, of how I got into doing compliance, yes. um, which is something I really love. And I found it, and I, that's it. This is it. This is what I want to do. I don't care if he's going to say, 
we hate that trait. We don't want to use that. But I'm here. I'm for you. I'm the person. Call me if you need anything. And then that's still, that is still like four years later. It is still what I do and what I love to do, and it ha- it hasn't changed. So, hey, but it's like solely because I love I love compliance management so much, and then to be able to offer that and confidently saying because places that I used to work at and for, I would say confidently they never got audited or like fined. Um, um, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. That's a goal. That's right? that. No, that is that's what you. That's the whole point. Right? That's what you want to achieve. As a matter of fact, that's the person you want to put in front of everybody that under really understands. There's a lot of love hate there, though, right? Correct. Absolutely. <laughs> I people think. Back in the day, I remember when we all started, um, it was under uh, Department of Taxation. So people were like more lax. And I was there during the transition. Mm-hmm. That's when it got very interesting. Oh, now we have to have cannabis attorney because then then they can help you not not get in trouble. Like, why don't you just use your compliance person and then have that person, you know? And then I be, I was thinking like that was great at that first place that I worked at. Um, I get to learn that side of working with cannabis attorney because they are so well informed about regulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the need for us, like, since the forming um, of the CCB, all of us kind of, like, need to stay compliant. If you think compliant, being compliant is expensive, think about being non-compliant. Oh it is more expensive. Yeah. I always say this. Yeah. All the time. It's my, I, I say it every time. If you don't have a good compliance person, it's like, forget it. Don't even, that, it should start there, really. You, you start, you formulate your company, you put things together. We need a compliance, we need compliance because the fines. The fines. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you they, the pros outweigh the con. Like, say, I would probably, and I told you 10 times, but really, <laughs> maybe even more. Right? In yes. the grand scheme of things, right? So, yeah. like, a hundred times more. So, yeah, think about that. That's the reason why compliance people are important. You did mention also to me that you think that there should be awards for this. Yes, I believe so. Okay, after all these years, seven, eight, seven, eight years, um, I feel like we should be brought in, into spotlight because we are the actually the backbone of the company, we start from there. Doing the right thing from the very beginning will prevent you from having other issues that would lead to audit and then big fines. Um, this is what I learned from my um, experience. They want to cut costs and like just, just okay, we don't want you anymore. And then, the, and then the story of like how I formed Haybite came from that experience as well. And in fact, this company, after I formed Haybutt for like about nine months, they called me to ask me to work with them again. And to which I said, I'm actually happy doing my Haybutt thing. I know, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you are. You I'm like, no, thank you. But I can probably help you with like a few things if you want, right. you know, at, 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 a, at a rate. Yes. Yeah. Like if somebody wanted to like get into compliance and they'd be like, oh, no, I want to be a compliance person too. Where would be a good place to start? That's a good question. Where did I start? Cause I was asked, I will ask myself that question. Um, oh yeah. Going to going and then attending and then listening into like CCB's, um, meeting meetings and however many meetings they have. It's kind of, uh, 
make people to, uh, kind of like understand like uh, the state of uh, Nevada's uh, regulation. We are being overregulated. It is a scary place to start, but that's where you got to start in order to get yourself familiar with what you can and cannot do at a facility. For example, the ridiculous thing that uh, the shelf- shelving needs to be six to eight inches Not above the floor, floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing in corporate boxes that can like, you know, nothing permeable. And stuff like that. I'm like, and, and, and that is from the reading regulations. And that's, I believe right now, right now we have 16 chapters, which is a lot. Right. And then, um, reading SOPs. I know it's boring. It's, but that's how you get your, yourself familiarized with like compliance aspect of, of stuff. And then the execution, um, when you go through the list and then checking what you need to change and then improve uh, or, you know, take out, um, it, it, in the beginning, I felt like, why do, do, do we need the hand, like, the hand sink, wash what, water to be 102 freaking degrees? Like, why why do we need that? There's science behind it because it will kill E. coli, right? Right. Um, and that's why. And then and then comes metric because, unfortunately, we have to use that in the, <laughs> in the industry or any other third party that's connected to metric. So that's, like, important, like, parts, I would say. Um, but I know not many people who went into learning compliance and then staying. Most of them would give up within a week or mm. I would say a month. Right. And I would give up and just drop it like, and then do we do other things? Cause this is not for, it really is not for everyone. Right. Um, very tight. Um, how do I say this? Uh, you need to be very specific and high attention to detail. If you don't have that. Right. I don't think you can do it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and that and that's what it is. It's a detail oriented <laughs> position, a job. It's tough to do. It's not easy, and we know this because because the people who are like working in the dispensaries, I know you guys do that too. Working in the cultivations, I know you folks do that too. But I mean, like the ones that are like helping customers and they're doing face to face interaction. Um, there's a lot to be said there, and really. Um, if we were federally regulated, uh, things would be, you're still going to have all these rules. There's still going to be a need, and even more so then that they have compliance people because, you know, Department of Health and things of that nation and sanitation, they don't mess around. They don't. OSHA. OSHA, you know, and, and all of these things are things that people have to keep in the back of their minds when they think about, like, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. we are in an unregulated situation. So really the fines can be amazingly outrageous. So you just got to be careful what you're doing at the store level. But at the same time, you need a Hadina. Yes, that's, that's what I say. You know, you need someone like me. And I do feel like we are a little underappreciated people. I wrote it today because I just felt like yesterday when I went to Met- Metric um, Conference, it's like most of everyone did do compliance and we feel like we look at each other like look at how much we are like look at us like i feel kind of sad because we chose this <laughs> we chose to be here we chose, we chose this, this. <laughs> and then looking at everyone's like yeah that's right yeah we need to change that you know what and then i got i, I went home i'm thinking I feel like I am underappreciated. Like, people don't... We need some award, like, for, like, the best compliance management, like, compliance consulting company. Something like that. Because it is very important. As as long as we are being regulated, there's always need for compliance, you know? 
I have to, I have to say that. Would I want to venture into something else? Heck yeah, I want to be an owner of like cultivation facility one day if I could. Um, but for now, it's um, call me if you need anything. So right, it's <laughs> it's sometimes very confusing. <coughs> it's a lot. Uh, yeah, it is. And then there's like just for fun, you know, shits and giggles. Obviously, there's always going to be amendments, mm-hmm. right, to things. And so if you miss that. And you miss the mark on it. You have, like, a short period of time to get your shit together. Um, but that's what they give you, like, the short period of time to be like, hey, you have this, up until this point to become compliant with uh, this regulation, right? So you have that moment to be like, oh, my God, it'll happen right in the middle. And then you're a lot of times if you're the bottom person, you're getting, you're the last person to get this memo, right? The owner's got it. Everybody else got it. And then you're like, oh, there was an amendment? Oh. <laughs> and you hear it from somebody else in the industry. Oh, yeah, there was an amendment on the advertising. Oh, there was? Yes, yeah. there was. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. That, that. that. I feel like it should be more out there instead of, like, having to ask people to attend one of these meetings. Mm-hmm. To me, it could be aired. Like, why won't we talk about, like, regulations? If if you really want to let people know we're doing it right, we're doing things right, you know, we're regulating this. And I feel like if you have that need, why don't we just, you know, put it on TV for, like, a little... People tune in every day. And then I feel like with exposure like that, people thinking that we are actually taking this seriously to make it safe for everyone for now. Um... I feel like people can open their mind because over here, um, we are still um, being stigmatized and, and definitely overseas. So we are actually right now setting example for nations outside the USA, you know, starting with Thailand, we mm-hmm. being super brave of just selling weed everywhere. Right. They don't even have compliance. They don't even have regulations of any kind. Cops are just like sleeping outside the store and kids can go into the store too. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, and it started like way later than us. And I'm like, meanwhile, in the USA, you need ID and some stuff. And then at, at some places, you need medical card yeah. to buy weed for your health. Yes. You know, and this is the funny thing. This is why I feel like people in Malaysia are just so like, but what about Thailand? Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Right, everybody right. needs it. Everybody right. needs it. And then you see that growth, too, in other countries pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, South America is like right on it. They're like, let's just do this thing oh yeah Argentina right yeah oh my gosh it's about time um I I, I while I'm here I really want to say because cannabis actually really saved my life too when I moved back here I was on so many medications that just I refuse to take make me a zombie I don't want to be this I don't want to be this person like just emotionless person and I resulted in using cannabis and I'm like, oh my gosh! And I just drop. I just, I just stop. I, and I keep piles of, of those medicine right now, and I have it in my closet as a reminder to not, to not, re, to not rely on that. So mm-hmm. cannabis literally saved my life because otherwise it was either death or becoming a zombie. Mm-hmm. And um, loving it more and more, and especially getting a job in the industry, I felt so. Um, so much gratitude at how this magical plant is like changing my life and I'm sure at that time millions of other people's life in the USA because of cannabis and yeah and now I have Haybat which I used, I wish to expand so I can call my favorite compliance uh, people in Nevada to work 
with me. Yeah. You, you hear that. It's only a matter of time. All these bud tenders from the other states, you hear this. Yes. Because hey, bud can do this. Yes. Right? In and other states. Yeah. In other states, too. Yes. Um, having tools to learn. For right now, I'm very familiar with Nevada um, being the first one. And then California, a little bit of Colorado. I recently was asked, can Haybat do um, SOPs in the East Coast? And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such a big job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I, I was being honest with uh, them, I can't, I have too much on my plate right now. I would love to take on that when I can explore that, you know, and they're new too on the East Coast, which is exciting. I would love to one day probably move towards like newer states and then help them build from the ground, like the way we did here. Yeah. Um, but not the way, in a way that's like, over-regulated. We need some laxing in, in, in this industry. For me, it's right now, it's too much. This is why compliance managers sometimes get like, you want any other day? I want to smoke the biggest stoke like, that I can find <laughs> because at work for like two, freaking 12 hours, there's always something. Right. Yeah, like you said, and then like, what? Another amendment? And then uh, what's next? Like right. tomorrow in like t- yes. two hours? Yeah. That's, that's usually the case. And then not many of us have time to freaking go stay, you know, up, update it, keep, keep ourselves uh, posted all the time. Nobody has time to do that uh, entirely. So. No, that's why you hire somebody yeah, to do it. That's why you hire somebody to do because it. Because really, that can—that is like—that is so time-consuming, right? That is somebody that needs a job all day long to do that, and maybe even more. So, especially if it's a vertically integrated right. company, then you've got yeah. entities, right? That's so, a lot. Yeah, yeah. yes. So, so five accounts, six accounts. Yeah, yeah. regional compliance manager. Oh my gosh. Good money, but how? Just some of us, like you gotta have a team. Yeah, team. Yeah, when is, it, is hey bud just you right now? It's just unfortunately, unfortunately, yes, just me. Super well, you're a powerhouse girl. Super. <laughs> you are a powerhouse girl. That that I mean, it is it is plain to see because that's an unstoppable situation and story. And when we sit down, sometimes and we're thinking, man, we don't have it. We we don't have it good, really. Destiny is in your hands. What happens next in your life, in the chapters of your life, you are completely responsible for. Yes, no one else no. but you. you just, this is the thing. And then the thing that upsets me all the while, I'm growing here, um, living here in Nevada for nine years. I often find people complaining about their fate. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just so poor. I don't have money. You know what? I'm just going to. And then keep talking about it. I'm like, you gotta do something with your life. You you have money for food. Find something. Right. There there are resources. How do you think I make it? I'm not even from here. This is right. why I, what I always say, you know. And you should be. I feel like you should be grateful. First of all, you are in your mother, um, in your mother country, in your home country with like people around you. And I reminded them, if you still have family, my family is literally 15,000 miles away. I do not have my support here. Therefore, I need to support myself. If I don't do something, um, one of the things that that really scared me at the time is becoming homeless. I was almost homeless when I got here because I didn't have nowhere to go. Not, Not a friend that I can actually rely on, especially after the divorce. And I'm um, like, the lane, the land so strange now became my very, very good friend. Um, and also I thank cannabis industry for bringing me 
Now, people like you, Rocky, and like seriously, like from the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful that we met through Chamber. I like, know, all me like too. the first one thing to us to meet, you know? Mm-hmm. So grateful. And then through cannabis, also, I made very, very good friends, making me realize like how I love this industry because of the people. Right. From bartenders, from. Uh, to people in the admin, the packagers. Oh, I love this team. Like the mm. floaters, trimmers. Um, I was there too, you know. Yeah. When I don't have anything else or order to bang in the, the office, I, I would go upstairs. I say, I'm going to help them pack and then trim some butts. And I found solace in that. I'm like, heck yeah, I would love to stay in this and, um, you know, keep doing what I'm doing. Not think, not ever thinking that I can be ever have too much pride to go to go back to, to what I was doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And you tried to figure out what was going to work. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, you must have really pushed weeds to the limits. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally. Because I'm going to tell you, did you hear what she said, though? Uber Eats, she started a company. I did. Uber Eats. You know, working in the facility, knowing if you work in cultivation. Cultivation. Boop. Uber Eats. <coughs> yeah. Company. Mm-hmm. So. I did. Determination is definitely the key. And what do you have to lose at that point, right? In time? You have nothing to lose nothing. to be like, hey, so what? Somebody tells you no. Try again, right? Do something different. Okay, maybe you have to work up your credit score, figure out ways to work that out yes. and do it. And then, like, start a company because guess what? Come to find out if, you know, you're Hispanic, you're black, you're a woman, you're LGBTQ, there's probably a grant out there that will help you with your business. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, yes. <laughs> There's a lot of resources. You just need to know who to reach out to. And then this, this is the thing. Most of us have um phone in our hand. It is a, it is such a powerful tool. If you do not know how to use it or utilize it, you won't get anywhere. Right. Phone. And you look at it almost every day. And instead of mindless scrolling, you can type in, like, where, how do I get funding for my small business? There is a lot of them. Say, if you don't want to do Uber Eats. Um, but it's fun. I, I met a lot of uh, interesting people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sweet. sure. Yeah, I'm right. so grateful I got that experience too. Yeah. Um, my parents were were very worried. I'm like, so what now? You lost your job and now you're doing Uber Eats? Yeah. Yeah. But it worked out. Yeah. Yes. But it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. You're one of my favorite people <laughs> Thank in the industry. You're 100%. Like, you're so modest and like, I don't know. But so, listen, just a little viper. If you ever see this, this girl in. Any of the, like, videos online when she shows up to, you know, speak about a bill or anything, she is so passionate, and it's like, this little girl, and she comes out, and she turns into a lion. Boy, she just, her voice roars, and it's, and I am so impressed with that, because I never, it never skips a beat. I always watch them. It may take two days, you know, and I'm back on YouTube. No bullshit. You can watch them on YouTube. Yes, you can. So, I always check, and I watch, because, you know, I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning things and I'm learning how to be proactive in the cannabis industry. And I'm very lucky to have you because you keep me like in it. You make me want to like be better at what I do. You know what I mean? And giving a little bit of your time 
and doing a little bit, it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to be the board member of the chamber. No. You could just be an individual there. Yeah. And the networking opportunity there is kind of magnanimous. And if you're looking to make an impact, we have something there for you. Yeah, there's a platform and you just know how, you just need to know how to use use that platform because it's there for you. And I would like to always say this, we are also there for you. I am an introvert and I remember when we take the personality test, I was the only one out of 15 that starts with I. I am introvert. Mm. Like, um, this is not my forte. I feel mostly uncomfortable talking in front of people. I joined the chambers just so I can feel a, a braver or like more confident, like looking at people like, wow, that's so nice the way they talk, flowy and with essence. And I want to be that person. Mm-hmm. And then slowly I feel like, oh, are you into? I'm like, heck yeah, I, I want to go. Like, give me the stage, give me the mic. I would, I would, I, I would always have something to say. And, um, and then went from being shy because this is a thing that my parents put me through when I was a kid because they knew I was also growing up super shy. They put me into like freaking, uh, storytelling contests. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I said, I'm, that was, that's how, that's how I started. That, that's how much they, they took you to the extreme. They were like, you're going to start telling stories to people. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I remember telling a story about the sheep and the fox and I'm like, why do I have to do this? I don't want to do this. But I did it anyway because I love challenging myself yeah. and I, at some point it dropped because I felt like more like scared to talk in front of people mostly because I don't want to I fear being judged but but right now I don't fear it anymore like I don't give a stuff if you want to say <laughs> I get to say what I want to say and I believe in like if you're passionate about something it should just come out of you naturally yeah. you don't even need to be like like Rocky said you don't need to be need to be an important person in the industry. You don't need to be prominent or well known. As long as you have a voice and knowing to use your platform, you will get there. And people will know and it will make people think. And um, yeah, uh, I'm not in million years think when I got hired at eleven an hour to get where I'm at to here by not being proactive. Right. Like you said, it is very important. I, I do not like lazy people. I do not like people who give so many excuses, especially if they're from here and not, not realizing that you actually have the resources. Do something. You know, you can change yes. your fate. I was, I grew up poor, like half of my life. My parents were poor. Um, but because we do something with our life, we don't want to, we don't want to stay poor forever. You know, how, how much longer do we have to ration this, this, fish for a week how much longer do we have to live like this because right. i was growing up like that yes i'm um, foraging for food and which is something today when and whenever i, I talk to my parents and i would tell them thank you for raising me the way you guys raised me because otherwise I, otherwise I feel like I, I would be a different person you know and um yeah and even with the success and then the the, the acceptance by my people they always get so excited when i talk about cannabis on my facebook that's always the greatest. It is so nice. They would say, I didn't look at you. Like, you went from. <laughs> look at you. It's a, yeah, because some some of these people followed me for 10, 10 years from when I was married. I moved here. I went to all 50 states, wrote a book about it. My life changed because of cannabis. And I told them, you need to be able to pivot and then find something you like. Yeah. You know? Find a hobby. And I found out, like, back in the day, I, I love traveling, but now my, my passion is in cannabis because. 
um, people I love is in this industry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like Rocky, and now you too. So I'm like, yeah, that's that's why I'm here. I sort of got I, two days ago. Um, I talk about my uh, my the progression of my my career being on the cover of Vegas Cannabis Magazine. I never thought in a million years, and then yeah. wearing a suit. I'm like. Four years ago, I couldn't even afford to rent that. <laughs> no. Right. And now I can just own that and then, you know, buy it and it, wow, just, you know, yeah. and have it. And then reminding myself, you came from that and you made that. And that, that's for you and then for you to celebrate. And also always to always feel um, grateful for um, <laughs> for you taking action, changing your life. Yeah. And then I'm I'm just surprised because yeah. pe- people instead of people thinking about like how bad cannabis is, I'm like, look at look what cannabis did to her. Look at her. Look at look how successful she is. Yeah, I'm so happy you came on and told your story. Um, I'm like I needed to hear it. It's so like encouraging, motivating, like refreshing. So I told you this was going to be good. Man, like I appreciate everything you said. You were preaching. Uh, like Thank it almost brought me to tears. Like I really really need to hear that. Thank so you. I just want to say I appreciate your story and uh, your 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 fight and everything. Thing for sure. Thank you. Right, it's man. all for the plan. Yeah. It's yeah. I'm telling you, it's like hero status man. right now for real. That's that and that's that's just what it is. It's just it's that simple magic, right? Mm. Because uh, everybody has it inside of them. Yes, you have it. It's there. I promise you. You, you just gotta walk past that wall, maybe of anxiousness, or you know, you're you're shy, or you're holding back. Don't. You know what I mean? Do what's best for yourself. And who cares? Guess what? Who cares who loves you? Love yourself. Because mm-hmm. guess what? When you love yourself, people just naturally... New, that that passion that you exude for yourself, for yourself, people can feel that yes. passion. And yes. they love it. It's not... There's nothing wrong with it. Yes. It's not being... You know, you're, you're okay. You're It's okay to be free. And as you're as a butt tender, my gosh, I don't know of a better example of how you can move on and do really great things. You know what I mean? So take it seriously because the position that you're in now, um, you know, you're still, it's still pretty young. Mm -hmm. You've been doing this now three years, right? It's pretty young still. And look, we're talking about this like almost three years (laughs) later, right? So, you know, um, stick with the program. You know, just do the things that you have to do. Believe in yourself. And look at this story here, man. I'm I'm so from here. I'm very small. I am a small person, but I feel <laughs> so big inside. Absolutely. Yes. That's the greatest feeling. And I great. told my friends, come reach out to me. I, I don't care about money. I want you to be able to get to where, where you're at. So my dear, good friend, Tom, we were in this position where he came to me like, Hadina, can you help me? Um, I lost my job. You know, I know where to go. Like, what can I do in this industry? When when someone reached out, we were strangers at the time, so we made a lazy lazy doc talking to start talking. About, like, I was thinking about like how how I could expand Haybad. I felt bad for him because he's he's a great person, and I know what he can do. And then come like March when the position opened, I'm like Tom, you gotta go there because I know you're gonna get it. <laughs> yep. And we we check on each other a lot, and then um I really appreciate my friends coming to me asking for advice, and then they would say, "It's I'm I'm glad I asked you, Hadina, because that's exactly what what we needed to do actually." So I'm like I'm very happy to just help, you know. Um, one of the reasons why I joined the board also um to 
provide people with that kind of like assistance. If you ever ask me anything at all, I will reply to you. Maybe take two or three days, but it'll right. get there. Right. You know, there's so much we can do. And I'm um, like, I don't want this to, talent to go to waste. And um, this is what my mom says too. First of all, when you start your own business, do not overcharge. People won't come to you. <laughs> so I'm like, my mom's, she's been selling cars for 20 years. I'm like, I believe you, mom. Yeah. That, was that, was, that was some solid, believe me, that was some solid advice. Yes. I'm going to tell you, everybody loves you. And you are actually really kind of huge on social media, too. So, I'm, man, 40, what, 40-something 40 thousand? 42,000. And my Facebook has like 55,000 oh. people following it. Yeah, that's <coughs> a lot. That's From all over the world. Yes. yes, actually. I'm actually scared to be like in like... But you know what? When I write, this is when I feel the, the, the best. I love writing. I wrote a book and I published it and I actually brought it with me too. And um, as a reminder, like, hey, you can do this and this is your passion. And writing about cannabis and in the people and the industry is, as a whole, it's like... It makes me feel like, heck yeah, for more reason, I need people to read this so they, they can know. Well, these countries, there's like very strict laws, know that they can actually become like, like us just through like reading my, my writings. Yes. And because I don't write it, I don't write in English on my Facebook. I write it in my mother tongue. That, that gets people to more, you know, interested in engaging. Yes. Nice. My recent one, I think it got to like 4,000 shares because I was selling, um, Hadina in 2019 versus Hadina in 2023. It, it's huge, like, it's stark difference. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I, was, I was looking like, literally like looking like shit, because I didn't have money to take care of myself, and then now I have this discomfort. I still don't look like, you know, but it feels like, because when you have something that you wanted for so long and so badly, it makes you happy inside, it'll like, it'll like show. Um, that to me is just, you know, um, and when my dad reached out to me saying that he's very, very proud of me and what I've becoming and then also, I'm happy that I'm being, very, very, being very public talking about cannabis. I'm like, yes. wow, it turned 180 degrees because it was not the case. Yeah. Um, he was being ridiculed at school, um, at school as well. By the way, my dad is, has been a teacher for 35 years and he's retiring next year. Oh, oh well, yay! Good for him. Yeah. And listen, he's gonna stick his stick to his guns because once things become a little bit more spread out and people realize how much revenue that could bring to any uh, country, it's probably gonna be an eye opener. But I mean, it's people like you who move the needle, and we need people like you out there, man. So, like, even more so, like I. I feel like I always had like this really great, oh my God, feeling about you. I think you're an amazing person, man. You radiate. And so, man, I said that fangirl. Yeah, heavy. Heavy, yes. You got to make us a promise that you're going to come back and uh, talk I, to us. I can. Yes, yes, I will. For sure. I will. Yeah. Um, but before we get you out of here, um, we know you like you don't smoke, smoke. But you got to tell us, what's your favorite edible or what's your go-to edible? My go-to edible is, what is it right now? What's that brand? I forgot that brand. But I got it in Madison. It's called Pearls. Oh, the Pearls. Uh, Grown. 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 Yeah, Grown. Grown. Pearls, yeah. Yes. You like those. Which ones? <gasps> Which ratio? Mm, 
spoon, the one with the a little bit of CBG. Oh, oh yeah, my gosh! CBG, yes. yeah, CBG and THC. Yeah, that one is so good. Yeah, that is awesome. Best Those are real, real yes. popular. You did bring some really good flour though, too. Yes, yes. Evoke is my favorite so far because also I don't want to pick side, but the grower for Evoke is my really good friend. We work together. We went through literal shit together growing, you know, and like kind of like buddy buddy. And then when he reached out to me if I can do clients for Evoke, I'm like, sure, 100%. Take my time. And um, seeing this person, um, Starting it there, his own like cultivation facility, um, from growing for other people that's huge, yeah. That takes a yeah, lot of grit, absolutely. Like, wow, and then you've gone through so much in the industry, and then flour is amazing. And we're right now sold at like a few dispensaries, especially Hardin and up north in Puritonic, yes. but it still will be out even more. So stay tuned for Evoke. They're also in Instagram, on an Instagram, I believe, in these flowers. And then I, I think you guys get a chance to get look at the flowers. Um, it's grown with love and it's hand trimmed. So yeah, and it's a new brand, a small business. You gotta have to support small business. Love yes, small and what she did bring was what? Um, that's Ghost Train Haze. Mm, with, you know, I'm a terpenoline free. Terpenoline, nineteen point five milligrams. Ooh. And how much percent of THC? Oh my gosh, that's that one is twenty six point four three. Oh my gosh, that's like a runaway train. That's a literal goal in there. (laughs) Yes, yes, I'm leaving that here for you guys. Um, Smoking on Rocky. (laughs) Um, Okay, so a couple of things. uh, Special shout out to Circle S Farms over the hat today because they had come out with a few strains that passed through future and. Man, many cousin friends. They had like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm high. Medellin that came out. Mm. That shit was delish. Um, sticky buns. Uh, so really great numbers and really great cannabis. So shout out to them. And then of course, shout out to the folks at Trendy for these trendy blunts because man, they smacked me out the other day too. What about you, Jarell? Uh, you know, medicine came out with a bunch of new strands. Um, mm-hmm. so lately I've been smoking on their, uh, mochi. And how is it? Real nice, nice, sweet little cakey taste to it. Oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. What's the difference between the smalls and the bigs? I don't understand what's the big. The bigs are like the, the biggest buds from the plant that can't fit through like their trim yeah. machine. Yeah. So they put those in a jar. Those are the bigs. Um, and then like the ones in the bags are just like the regular buds. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, they take the, the biggest, the, uh, colas or whatever. So, okay. Yep. Ooh, yeah, love that. The jar. So yeah, love. shout out to medicine. Do you, do you guys love big nugs or popcorn? It's a good question. You know, I, I smoke it all. Um, but I'll probably, I like the big nugs as long as it doesn't have like real big stems in it. That's me too. If it's too big, if it's just one nug in the jar, you probably have a real big stem. Yes. So for me, that's, if it's not a part of the cola area, then you're probably going to get stuck with a really big stem right going through. But, uh, for me, I kind of like the, the, that's why I buy three fives. Yeah. Because the size of that nug is good for me. I'm not more of a popcorn person or anything like that. Um, I just like sticky ass weed. That's tasty. Throw some popcorns on the deal and I'll buy it. What about you, Joe? What have you been smoking on? That mochi. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Listen, you know what? I'm not smoking anymore. Did you just hear that? That Stizzy 40 got you, huh? Yeah, I do. That's crazy. Speaking of which, the Stizzy 40. 
Shit, you guys. Those things are crazy. Just one puff for me. That's it. Like, I know. If I go beyond three, I am done. I think I remember at that Fairchild event, someone gave me something from Stizzy of that kind. Yeah. And I'm like, where am I? Uh, <laughs> I went to my car and I sat in, in my car for an hour before thinking about going home. Yeah. I said, I want to leave. And I left into my car and I feel like, I don't know where I am. Like, that was probably <laughs> the most... You told me straight up that confused. you were high. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was in such confused state. I'm like, because that hotel, I gotta tell you, you can't see people's faces from you because it's just smoke everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, wow, we, we have come to this. This is awesome. <laughs> we have come to this. <laughs> and we are so excited. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, I can't wait to tell your story. I'm gonna hit that around. I swear this is, no, I, I this just, is amazing. I have to tell people, more people about this and more people, more people about my friend Hadina because she's. Oh amazing. my gosh. Thank you, Rocky. <laughs> yes. You are mine. Dear <laughs> friend. You're so amazing. Um, I just want to tell you if you ever want to see a lot of 44,000 followers are looking <laughs> like today on Hadina's page, you can go to Hadina Feliz. H-A-D-H-I-N-A-H-F-E-L-I-C-E. And my picture with is is with an American flag in the background. I know. I think it's I think it's a great photo. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I yes, dude, I, I immediately parks and recreation from the years. Oh my gosh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you for getting the joke. Yes, yes. So um I wanna thank you folks for listening to the podcast. You can always find us at www.highbudtenders.com if you want to listen to the podcast for slash podcast. We also have a shop for slash shop. You can check out some of our merchandise. We greatly appreciate it. We thank you folks for listening to the podcast. And as always, stay high, but tenders. Make it, I'm saying. I said I love my city. But I don't think you hear me though. I said I love my city.